Kripa-sindubhya-eva-ca-patita-nam-bhavane-bhyo-vaishnave-bhyo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo-namo
Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So we want to sing now the second of three songs of Srilavaktivinod Thakur of his series Siddhalalasa from the Gita Mala. And the translation first. Again, it's Dakite, Dakite, Bulibo, Vakobe, Nijas Tula Parichoi, Noyone Heribo, Brajapura Shova, Nityachit Anandamoy. When will I be able to leave this plane of my gross bodily identity far behind? Within a split second, I will completely forget about all these false external affairs and behold the exquisite beauty of the transcendental realm of Raja, which is completely paraded with eternal conscious bliss. That's a nice translation. Paraded. <clears throat> uh, the second verse, I shall then take birth in Barshana, the town of King Rishabhanu. And I will be married nearby in the town of Yavata. My sole disposition and character shall be that of a simple cowherd girl, and I shall not know any other mood. Hmm. And the third verse, I shall obtain my own eternal spiritual body, transcendental name, and specific type of beauty and dress for the pleasure of Krishna. And when, by the power of Sri Radha's causeless mercy, will I be allowed entrance into the pastimes of divine love of Krishna? And when is a question word. Lobibo <clears throat> Vakabe. As I go, the last verse, as I go with a water pot on my head to draw water from the Yamuna River, I shall cherish remembrance of the mellows of conjugal love that unite Shiradha with Krishna. Thus being enchanted by their divine love, I will madly sing the glories of Shiradha just like a raving lunatic. Prema mukdahaye pagalini pray. Gaibo radhara yasha josho. Okay, let's see what we can do. Um, if you have the song verse, 
the verse transcription. You can sing along. I remember when I was a kid uh, on television, there was a show called Sing Along with Mitch. <laughs> it was some guy named Mitch something. And he would, he would sing a song and they would show the text and they would have this bouncing ball so you could follow the text, <laughs> as you say. Okay, that was a flash from the past. Uh, all right, here we go. We have one, one note that doesn't like to be in tune, I think especially when it's uh, human weather. Dekite, dekite, bulibo bakobe, nijastula paralicho ya. Dekite, dekite, bulibo bakobe, nijastula paralicho ya. Nayan Eripa Brajapura Shoba Nityasit Nityachit Ananda Mahaya Nayan Eripa Brajapura Shoba Nityachit Ananda Mahaya Rishabhanu Pure Janamanoyibo Jabate Diva Habe Rishabhanu Pure Janamanoyibo Jabate Diva Habe Raja Gopi Baba Hoi Be Saba Anobaba Naroki Be Raja Gopi Baba Hoi Be Saba Anobaba Naroki Be Nijasidha Deha Nijasidha nama, nijarupa sahavasana. Nijasidha steha, nijasidha nama, nijarupa sahavasana. Radha kripa bole, lobiva vakabe. Krishna Prema Prakarana Radha Kripa Bhale Loviha Vakabe Krishna Prema Prakarana Jamuna Salila Ahana Negiya Bhujiva Jugala Rasa 
Okay, again, the translation with the Bengali. This is another, <clears throat> this is another Lalasa song, so longing. Um, but before we had Bhajana Lalasa, we had several songs. Now we have Siddha Lalasa, longing for perfection. And in this song, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is describing his perfection that he longs for of being a manjari, uh, assistant to Srimati Radharani. He's anticipating uh, this situation and he's asking, when is it going to happen? Kabe, when will I be able to leave this plane of my gross bodily identity far behind? <coughs> Nija stula parichoy, on this uh, gross body. <clears throat> uh, stula means gross. Nija means own, my own uh, physical body. Parichoy, giving up completely. Um, within a split second is the translation. I think that's going with parichoy. Uh, but uh, possibly also, yeah. I will completely forget uh, about all these false external affairs. That's against, uh, well, parichoy then, uh, yeah, would mean affairs, external stula, gross external affairs. And behold, uh, behold means to see. It's a kind of uh, elegant English word for to see. To see with, in a meditative way. It's a nice word uh, for for uh, darshan, actually. Uh, but it's here a translation of dakite. Dakite, dakite. Seeing, seeing. Uh, behold the exquisite beauty of the transcendental realm of Raja. Nayane, in my eyes, Haribo, I will see. What will I see? Braja Pura Shobha, the radiant Brajapur, the, the, the town, the village, uh, the place of Braja. Nitya Chit Anandamoy, which is. Um, eternal and uh, full of knowledge and bliss. Consti moya means constituted of, filled with, constituted of. He's translated this. Um, Dasharat Sutta Brahma, I think, has translated, which is completely paraded uh, with eternal conscious bliss. That's very interesting translation. I shall then take birth in Barshana. Barshana Pure Janama Loibo. Loibo and future tense, I will take. And Janama is Janma, meaning birth. I will take birth. Where will I take birth? Rishabana. Rishabana Pure in the uh, town, in the place of Rishabhanu, uh, which means Varshana, 
and yavate vivaha hobe. Hobe is hoibe, uh, will be or will happen. Uh, what will happen? Vivaha, my marriage. Uh, and where will the marriage happen? Yavat, in the village of Yavat. Um, Braja Gopi Bhava, this is his disposition. Uh, um, uh, no, sorry, correction. His disposition, Svabhava. Um, well, Svabhava and Gopi and Raja Gopi Bhava. His soul, uh, Svabhava and character, Braj uh, Gopi Bhava, I guess, shall be that of a simple cowherd girl. An Anobhava, na Rohibe. Uh, I shall not know any other mood. Oh, I see. Ana is Ano means Anya. Anya means other. Another bhava, na rahibe. I will not hold on to, I will not keep any other mood than this. So I will have this exclusive mood. It's not going to uh, shift to something else. I shall obtain <clears throat> my own eternal spiritual body, nija siddha deha. Deha, Nija Siddhanama, my transcendental name, and specific type of beauty, Nija Rupa, uh, and dress, Svavasana, for the pleasure of Krishna, um, Krishna Prema Prakarana, and when um, by the power of Sri Radha's causeless mercy, Radha Krishna Bole. Bole means uh, with the power, uh, the strength of Radha Kripa, the mercy of Radha. Lobibo, I will obtain. Va, uh, Kobe, again the question word, when? When will I obtain? And Va, is sort of or, but I think it works also as and. <clears throat> and when, by the power of Shiradha's causeless mercy, will I be allowed entrance, Krishna Prema Prakarana, into the pastimes of divine love, Prakarana, uh, the, uh, the area uh, of Krishna Prema the place of Krishna Prema. And then, so he's anticipating having this uh, spiritual body of a, a gopi, a, a manjari. He doesn't use the word manjari, but it seems to suggest that. Uh, and he's anticipating entrance into uh, the place of Krishna Prema, where Krishna is exchanging loving exchanges with his devotees. And finally, Jamuna Salila Aharane Gya Bhujibol 
Jugalarasa. As I go with a water pot, let's see, on my head to draw water from the Yamuna River. Okay, Aharane Giya, Aharane, coming, coming to the Yamuna. Um, I shall cherish, let's see. Bujibo mm, 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 mm. uh, should mean forget. I will forget. That doesn't make sense. I will understand. Bujibo Jugalarasa. As I go with a water pot on my head to draw water from the Yamuna River, I shall cherish. Remembrance, okay, Bujibo uh, is to remember. Okay, I will remember Jugalarasa, the rasa of the meeting, the the duo, the the couple. Yugala uh, means two together. Yugalarasa. Thus, being enchanted by their divine love, Prema Mugda. Hoje Mugda means uh, means drowned or sunk. Pagalini mm. Prai um, means being more or less mad, being basically mad, being a pagal. Pagal means mad. Female Pagalini, Pagalini Prai. Uh, Gaibo, I will sing Radhara Jasha. I will sing the Jasha, the glory uh, of Radha, Radhara. So that's nice. Um, he's becoming more, more and more anticipating perfection. Uh, there's one more song. To, uh, to this set of three songs, Siddhalalasa. And I believe it's that third one, which is what I was remembering. He's going to describe his very great um, ecstasy of chanting the holy name. Shila Bhaktivinoda Thakura Ki Jai Shri Vrindavan Dhamma Ki Jai Okay so Again, welcome everyone <laughs> Oh, I better check There's all kinds of Uh-huh Okay, good. I better put this somewhere here. All right, how's everyone? <laughs> Hard for everyone to answer, but <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, again, I want to welcome, we have uh, some 
not so frequent visitors. We have Astrid has come to visit us, and I think I saw Sita Sundari visiting us. And I may have seen. Oh, look at that. Uh, let's see. Okay. Mm. Yes. Okay. I'm just looking through who's here. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not taking I'm not taking role like in in school. And I meant to say in general some were kind of maybe a little unsure about this, uh, to please feel free to come and go. Sometimes you have other things to do at this time of day on Saturdays, that's fine. Uh, we're not gonna think, oh, what happened? Where is such and such? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a kind of open invitation um, and when you're able to come, that's great. And when, when not, that's also fine. Okay. Um, now, I want to first ask, um, oh, is he there? Yes, Dina Nutt, you're there. How would you like to tell us something about cows? What Guru Maharaj? Every, every day is the same day. <laughs> <laughs> when did you, um, where are you? Are you hiding? No, no, oh, no. I, I just to figure up how it's on how the it all works. Yeah, 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 because this is my first time and yeah, I, I need some time to learn this, you know. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm um, not expert in this, you know. But which which year did you first? Maybe I should explain. Do you know, not been taking care of cows and also horses. Uh, for so many years, and that's what I wanted to ask you. How many years? When did you first? Um, 26th first uh, in uh, uh, for Prabhupada Centennial and years before. Uh-huh, okay. And because I know this because we made, uh, in that time I, I still uh, stay Actually, we have temple in Pula, in Vinkuran. There is one place near to Pula, and mm. uh, I want to have to have the cows. And I made some arrangement with uh, um, with the mother of Durni Riksha, uh -huh. because I stay full time and uh, I cannot buy cows. You know, because Purujit will, you know, put me on <laughs> on the on the universe. But I made arrangement with her that, for example, uh, because I'm I have Brahmana initiation, and uh, she wants to give some donation for his uh, benefit to give some donation to oh. Brahmana. 
and mother of Durni Riksha tell officially, I, I give these calves to Dinana. You know? And we made one small barn in the front of the temple. Uh-huh. Uh, on, the, on the side, because we have some piece of land, and on the south side, we made maybe two with two. Uh, uh-huh. near to Mataji Asher. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, so how many cows in the beginning? One, Satva. One cow. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, one cow, yeah, small cow. And uh-huh. uh, my, my idea, because uh, we, we have planned to start some community, that whole community has some cows, you know, because this is very auspicious for people who take uh, care for these cows, you know, and I thinking I was a very big optimist in that time, you know, and uh, <laughs> I think that one cows is not so much for a whole community, you know, but uh, anyway, everything is gone, the temple is split on two, one part of the temple go to Osijek, and some part of Pula temples go to Valtura, and then uh, uh, I, I uh, devotees tell me, you know, Dinna, this is your cows, this is not our. <laughs> and I say, okay, yes, it's my cows. I made all arrangement, and uh, I I get one uh, small bulls, Charan, and in that time this is three months old. Oh, and, this is uh, Charan, and, yeah. uh, who is a Boshkarin cow. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, both both of this is uh, is Boshkarin. Boshkarin oh. is uh, one kind of the cows. Yeah. Actually, this is Istrian original cows. Uh, I'm not born that explained what means Boshkarin. Uh, uh, in the human uh, uh, world, you have a different blood group and you can test when you test the blood, you see which kind of cows is, uh, the, the human is A, A, B, zero, or something like this. Cow has 24 different group, uh, bl- uh, blood groups. Oh. And when we test the, the Boshkarin, the blood, uh, we 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 made uh, proof that this is original blood. That means that didn't exist from anyone. Purebred. No mixture. Whoops, we lost connection. I think <laughs> you suddenly froze. <clears throat> Um, okay, meanwhile, maybe hoping Dina Nutt can come back. Oh, maybe it's me who's, no, I'm connected. Can everyone hear me? Yes. Um, Dina Nutt's explaining these um, cows, actually the second one is a bull, uh, are a particular breed that are Extremely rare, um, I believe he told me. Oh, are you back? Dina Nutt, are you back? You have to turn on your yeah, microphone. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Okay, because uh, we have, we stay far away from the city and yeah. uh, our connection is, uh, is, uh, is blocked from the forest, you know, because forests yeah. protect us from different waves around us and we have problems with uh, yeah. this uh, connection. I, I don't know how much you hear from my exposure. Um, it got, it stopped just before you were, you were just explaining the, the, that uh, 
Charan is pure purebred Boshkarin. Boshkarin, also Satva, and uh, other uh, two kids of her, uh, Na uh -huh. Nandini and uh, Sura. And uh, now I, uh, Charan is died, uh, Satva and uh, Nandini, because it's old. Now I have uh, Nan uh, no, no, uh, uh, now I have two Boshkarins, three actually, three. Uh, <laughs> this is Vadi. I buy a new one uh, from the slaughtery, and uh, oh. her name is Vadi. Because when you give some name of the cows, uh, I hope so that these cows accept this, uh, how to say, this uh, hmm, uh, description of the name. <laughs> because I need peaceful cows, because Istrian cows are a little bit wild, because uh, this is a step between uh, uh, wild animals and cows. Uh -huh. because, yeah, because uh, you cannot uh, breed uh, Istrian cows for milking, for example, because right. uh, in, uh, in nature, uh, in wild nature, uh, the, the animals when uh, 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 reject the babies and milking immediately stopped because of disease. If, if milking continue and baby don't drink milk, this, uh, this mother becomes sick. Mm. But uh, usually cows for milking uh, take the baby and uh, people took the babies and continue the milking. Yeah. But Eastern cows, you cannot. Uh, if, you, uh, if you split the, 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 the calves from the mother, she immediately stopped. In one to two days, she stopped milking, you know, no milk. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, because I, because there is the milk, you know, and uh, uh, I, 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 I keep together the calves and cows almost two, two and a half years together. And after two years, the calves is become cows, you know, <laughs> is the same size <laughs> like mother. And yeah. she fell down on the on the first legs and start to drink milk. And <laughs> I, I jump from other side and and steal the, the milk also. Oh. Because it took <laughs> so from you're... one side, I, I took from others. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So now you have three cows? The uh, three Istrian and one, uh, one uh, Nila. Uh, this is, uh, if you remember, this black oh, cow. the black cow you still have. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's my puppet, you know. She... Uh, uh, also, we, we buy her, you, you give her name, you know, and uh, uh, we buy these small cows from one neighborhood in three months old, and she was three months old, and now she's 16 years, big cows, and, uh -huh. and uh, maybe, I, I don't know, it's, uh, it's uh, interesting to say that uh, she, uh, in, in, in beginning of her life, after two, three years, she become given the milk to me. Uh, mm -hmm. without breeding you know I, yeah. I, I took i can took milk from her uh, without breeding without anything she just give the milk you know and yeah. uh, there is one veterinarian from slovenian when coming and uh, he says this is impossible you know if the <laughs> cow doesn't have the baby she cannot give milk you know this is you know but uh, we <clears throat> we go we go on the field took the couples cups and i took the milk and Give him a uh, you test. Is it milk? Or water or Is it milk? Yes, it's milk. Yeah, yes, but uh, but uh, how 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 is how is possible? This is not good for her. 
I say, why? <laughs> we, we don't took a lot of milk. We took one glass of milk. It's bad day. <laughs> and now, now I, 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 I see I move from to a new place, and now I see all the cows. This is four cows and uh, eight horses altogether. Eight now, horses. Now it's only eight. Eight, yeah. Only eight. Wow. Only eight. <laughs> Usually I have more because uh, I like horses. Horses is most beautiful. Yeah. Especially when it runs and when you jump on the horse back. And this is sometime. This is so uh, sometime you can maybe meet uh, your god sister Gori Kishori in Poland. Uh huh. She's a professional horse trainer. Really? Yeah. And. But uh, she just had an accident uh, a few days ago. Hmm. One of her horses kicked her in the face and chest, not knowing, she says, not knowing that she was behind, behind, behind him. Yeah. <clears throat> This is always dangerous because a uh, horse uh, are the animals of the reaction, you know, yeah. cannot think, just, just react, you know, and people must be very careful with horses. Yeah. Uh, sometime, um, if you agree, I would like to have you join another group, which I have every two weeks. Uh, this is devotees in Europe concerned with cow protection and agriculture. Mm -hmm. I'm and also agriculture man now, I become. <laughs> good. So I... you, have, you have both qualifications. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, agriculture is uh, actually doesn't go together with uh, cows and horses. Uh, one old lady says the god is put the kine and Abel. I don't know the history. Oh, of I know Cain and yeah, Abel. One is yeah, yes. one is the agriculture man, and other has the 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 animals. Not yes, mixed. and and one of them killed the other. But, you know, we need our food, you know, and uh, cow protection is a uh, satisfaction for uh, Krishna and uh, serving the cows is most auspicious activity. But agriculture, in, in that time, we need our food. You know, this is... Yeah. It will become very, very important things, you know, actually most important. If you have your food, you have... Everything. You're actually doing what most of us just talk about doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we have we live in a very dangerous time, you know, and uh, I don't know how much uh, you, all of you follow this, but uh, uh, actually I collect the the water from the rain uh, many mm. years for animals, for uh, for field, for everything. And in last year, in last ten months, for example, uh, I, I see that the the rain were coming from up. Is not the same like before. For example, you know, three three days ago we have raining, and uh, I must uh, uh, get out all the water because it's uh, a red color. The animals cannot drink this because, you know. And uh, ten days before was some uh, yellow powder around, you know, with rain. Before, when rain coming completely clean, you know, after. After two hours, uh, everything, uh, this uh, uh, dust and, and I think other things fell down and 
uh, the water settled. is clean, yeah. yeah. But now it's not clean anymore, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, everything what you eat is uh, covered with this, you know, what's coming from up. We don't Chemicals. know what this and last year we have situation, this is first time in, in April, in, in that time, for example, in the morning, uh, and it's take about seven to 10 days, uh, some small insect. This is, this is amazing, like, like millions. And eating even, even uh, because uh, I have the fruit trees and I put mm. around the mint, Another uh, uh, we call kadulia and other uh, small herbs who protect you know the tree from uh, insects uh, mm -hmm. because there is a uh, aromatic. But these insects who are coming, the small black bugs like this, you know, eat even that. You know, <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> Everything eat. You know, this is. But this is this is amazing. It's 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 like. Uh, like you take from the some pots and just put, you know, this is millions of this and take about 15 days and after 15 days is disappearing. And when I, when you ask someone, I say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm not qualified. You know, if you bring <laughs> this yellow powder, please test me. What is this? You know, because I'm oh, sorry, we are not authorized. We cannot do now. It's you now it's pandemic. We cannot do this. You know, you <laughs> must test it. And this, you know, everything, so many people put so many things in this time. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Not not easy to leave. Okay. Yeah, but so I, I, I accept your invitation. Okay, <laughs> thank you. We'll we'll work out. Um, we'll 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 plan some time for that. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you for telling us some some cow kata etc. Yeah. Um, now let's see. Does anyone else have something you wanted to show and tell? Um, I, uh, okay. Let's see. Mm. Um, um, no, everyone is being very quiet today. All right. Uh, Sita Sundari Mataji, do you want to tell us about your recording singing experiences or your prasadam distribution experiences? Anything? She's hiding, I think. She's maybe too embarrassed. She's not responding. Okay. Anyway, in any case, then I have a couple of things to read. Um, oh, before I forget, uh, I think it's today uh, that Kavari and Rati Krishna are getting married in Boston, and we can offer our congratulations. They're, uh, apparently, they're getting 
they're having a wedding on a small boat in the river. Um, so I'm sure there's a story behind that. Maybe we'll hear that uh, mm -hmm. next week or this week. Someone want to explain? No, okay. <laughs> uh, then what else? I have notes here. Oh, um, I should uh, start mentioning, it's still quite early for this, um, but I'll start mentioning now that on June the 5th, a Saturday, I have another engagement uh, during this time that we usually have the Saturday Sangha. Whether we should shift to a different time or just skip the week, um, that we'll have to see. But uh, June 5th, that's going to be the case. Okay, now, uh, one or two days ago, I kind of randomly opened uh, a very nice book, Yamuna Devi, A Life of Unalloyed Devotion. Um, Dharma Gopta, can you share screen with the first page of the text and then our translators? Um, I think it would be before this. With a head heading, it says Sankirtan in Surat. Oops. Yes, that's it. Okay, this is a very nice uh, little vi vision of ecstatic Sankirtan in India in 1970. And I thought this is especially nice to have as a meditation. It's, it's a, well, you'll see at the, toward the end uh, what happens, but it's especially nice uh, considering what's happening in India today. Uh, the pandemic has gone completely, yeah, as we say, off the charts. Uh, just hundreds of thousands of people are, uh, new people are get, getting infected with this, um, with this COVID virus every day. Uh, so India is in a very, very troubled condition right now. Uh, and so to give us a more positive vision of India, here we have Yamuna Devi's remembrance from when they were together with Srila Prabhupada in Surat. Surat is uh, one of the larger cities of India. It's in Gujarat. And she says, and I will just re read, and our translators can see on the screen. You can all read. So 
There was one Nagar Sankirtan in Surat that struck me in the heart, just like lightning. It was the culmination and fulfillment of Srila Prabhupada's words. Our group of Sankirtan members had been informed that the next morning our Nagar Sankirtan would begin at 4 a.m. and proceed through some of the main streets of the town as it was awakening. In India, of course, almost everyone rises early, unlike in the Western world. They take advantage of the coolness of the morning to bathe, clean, and perform their spiritual practices. And so it was a very good time for Nagar Sankirtan. We had gathered and were all walking through the streets, chanting very ecstatically. Hansadutta Das led Kirtan for an hour or so, and then I led. Also, Revatinandan Das led for a while. It was very wonderful, and after about two hours, we were all decorated externally with many garlands of flowers and internally with the glorious chanting of the holy names. Sometime between 6.30 and 7 p. and 7 a.m., all of the people were out building their morning fires and a haze of smoke stretched lazily across the early morning sky. The sun was just beginning to peak above the horizon on the long dirt road we were traveling on. By now, a good-sized crowd of people were following behind us. And as we continued down this dirt road, it took a slightly upward slope that then crossed a river. As the road became a bridge, we began moving toward the center. And just as we reached the crest of the bridge, the top of the bridge in the middle of the river, the sun rose across the trees and Srila Prabhupada was standing in the dead center of the road. That means right in the center of the road with this light illuminating from all sides of him, just as if he were the rising sunlight itself. That picture is burned in my memory. It is still very emotional to think about this. There he was with his hands raised and his robes draping on the ground. And he looked just like descriptions of Lord Chaitanya. He was so powerful and so beautiful. I remember all of the devotees simply went mad with ecstasy. First, having this wonderful Nagar Sankirtan, and then seeing Srila Prabhupada in this surreal way. 
it was unbelievable. Surreal means like unreal. And then, uh, I think if you go to the next slide, yes. And then his divine grace personally walked through the streets with us and chanted on Nagar Sankirtan until about 8.30 a.m. We had this little bullhorn microphone system, and I was leading kirtan at the time. Then Srila Prabhupada motioned for someone to get the bullhorn, and he began leading us in a new melody of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. We were simply transported. There is no other way to put it. Walking behind Srila Prabhupada, actually following in his footsteps, as the party wound its way through the streets of Surat, was the promise, the fulfillment, the highlight, and the perfection. We had the added catalyst of being told each morning in Srila Prabhupada's Ajamila lectures that no small service rendered is ever lost. And here we were experiencing the fulfillment of that promise. We were being given a taste of the transcendental realm. Um, and there's a short, whoops, uh, have to, <laughs> okay. Um, Sri Narayan Prabhu, excuse me, but I'm right in the middle of a meeting. Um, if you can call after, uh, let's see, after one hour. Okay, Hare Krishna. <laughs> Calling from Chennai. He wants me to give a class. Uh, there's a short uh, further memory from His Holiness Giriraj Swami. As we would pass down the street in procession chanting Hare Krishna, the people would come out to offer us respects. So practically every half a block or every one block, we would be stopped by some householder who would come up with an arti tray and offer arti to us with a flame and put kumkum on our foreheads and place garlands around our necks. One day in particular, it seemed that every few steps we were stopped and worshiped and garlanded. And pretty soon, we started uh, getting 10, 15, 20 garlands around our necks. And we didn't know what to do with them because we had never had this experience. But it became so much that we started to have to take them off and throw them back to the people in the crowd who would very eagerly grab for the souvenir or the prasadam 
from the devotees. So it was like another world altogether. So this is a very nice, um, a nice vision I thought to share with you. Uh, this distributing of garlands just now reminded me also of His Holiness Indra Swami. Whenever he arrives somewhere um, in an airport, devotees are there waiting for him. And of course they bring him garlands. So he receives the garlands and then he immediately he makes it into a preaching program. He immediately takes off the garlands and gives to bystanders, to people who are just, you know, looking and wondering what is going on, who is this? Uh, he'll then give them the garlands. So it's very nice. Hmm. So that's a nice... Um, a nice vision, a nice memory of Sankirtan with Srila Prabhupada. One feels as if one had been almost there uh, with the devotees with Srila Prabhupada. Uh, Hare Krishna. Anyone else have something? Otherwise, we'll go into our Chaitanya Charitamrita. Guru Maharaj, I think that Mataji Sita is uh, here unmuted, so maybe... Oh, yes. Hare Krishna. Sita Sundari Mataji. Is it possible for us to see you? No. No? Okay. Can you hear me? Huh? Can you hear me? Yes. We can hear you, yes. Oh, Hare Krishna, everyone. <laughs> um. Are you going to tell us something? about your singing recording project? Um, um, uh, well, actually, just right now caught me in a moment where I don't know really what to say at all. <laughs> caught me on the spot. Um, Tell about your prasadam distribution to the recording engineers and musicians. Oh, that's okay. Oh, that story. Okay, so... Um, I go now and then to a music studio to record songs. And um, I always bring a lot of prasadam. And then this particular story, I, I think Maharaj is referring to, is a few weeks ago. And I had brought uh, vegan prasadam as, as a, a, a whole meal for everyone. And uh, then I went out for, for, for a while and, and uh, and I came back in and I was thinking, it's so silent. Where is everyone? And have, have they all gone home? And I couldn't hear anything. Or everyone. And then I came into the big room and, and everyone was eating and eating and eating and completely quiet and still and eating. And, and uh, it was just such a wonderful moment of being absorbed in prasadam and it made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> the power of prasadam. Yeah. It it makes even musicians and recording engineers go silent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that was very, very wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sita Sundari is recording some songs uh, in English language of her own 
uh, composition. And I think soon there's going to be some sort of release, no? Uh, yes, hopefully soon. Um, we, we have finished one song called Cry of Mother Earth. Um, it's a quite an intense song about the state of the world and how, how Mother Bumi is crying and how we all need to come together to save her and to heal her. And yeah. And Maharaj mm -hmm. is always so kind to give me feedback on the song since he, he's such an expert. So, yeah. I'm the fault finder. Oh, you're the expert fault finder. Okay, expert <laughs> fault finder. <laughs> No, I couldn't do it without you. So thank you very, very much. Hare Krishna. <laughs> okay. Um, so I did a little preparation this time. Can I share my screen, uh, Dharma Gopta? Yes, Guru Maharaj, you can share. Okay. Uh, PowerPoint, share. Ta-da, okay, and we'll go back here, just, just, yeah. <clears throat> and we can do this. Okay. Anyway, I was, um, Playing around with this this morning, I decided why not make some notes about what we're reading. <clears throat> so here we are with some notes, and it goes back to what we started some time ago. Whoops. Um, not sure if that's quite how we want it. On my screen, it's become too large. Is that because I have two screens open or is everyone seeing okay the full picture or maybe you can put a full screen so it will the, the full size of the of the slide will come come to the screen or maybe you have to zoom out a little bit. I think you, you zoomed in. Yes, now it's better. Is but it's still like okay. It's edit mode, in editing mode. It's not like a presentation mode, but it's still, yeah. it's fully visible. It's fully visible. How's that? Uh, now we can see also what you see, also like a next slide and current oh. slide. Yeah, so, and then it does that. And this is, if you can maybe zoom out, put it on, please, on uh, full screen and zoom yeah. out a little bit, if you can do it with a mouse roller. Control mouse roller. I don't know. Presentation, where you pointed, where did you point? Basically, this is okay if you can maybe. I don't know. I Slideshow. Yes. Play from the start. Oh, but then it's it shows not, that. Not no. I think the pr problem is that I have two screens open. Let's just have it like here. I think that'll be okay. It is Everyone okay. Everyone can see? It's yes. Fully visible, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so we are going back now briefly to verse 105 of Adi Lila chapter 7. Um, this is the beginning of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's explanation uh, to the sannyasis in Varanasi, uh, the Mayavadi sannyasis, the followers of Prakashananda Saraswati. And here I've just put sort of brief outline of what is being said or what is the theme of each of the verses. And so with verse 105, we see that the sannyasis are all ready to hear from Mahaprabhu. They're inviting him to speak and they're expectant uh, and they're appreciating uh, his purity. And then Mahaprabhu begins to speak. And the first point that he makes is about how is it that Vedanta Sutras have authority? Because the reason he's bringing this up is because Vedanta Sutra is a core text of Vedanta. <clears throat> This is what the sannyasis are very busy uh, discussing in their assembly. So he's reminding them, or he's uh, telling them, that the author of Vedanta Sutras is Vyasadeva. Now, this is a little controversial. It's not mentioned here, um, but it is a bit controversial or maybe very controversial. Um, the name Badarayana is the name given to the author of the Vedanta Sutras, also known as Brahma Sutras in general. And in general, um, scholars and pundits, and I think also followers of uh, Shankara, would not identify Badarayana as Vyasadeva. But our Acharyas, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, the six Goswamis, Jiva Goswami and his Tattva Sandarbha, very explicitly says uh, Badarayana is Vyasa. And that's significant because who is Vyasa? Vyasa is understood to be an avatar of Lord Narayana. Vyasa is not always an avatar of Lord Narayana, but in this particular uh, instance, or when he appeared as Krishna Dvaipayana Vyasa, it's understood he is none other than Narayana. So then if Narayana himself has composed uh, Vedanta Sutra, that's significant. Um, we want to know what he, what Narayan, what Vyasa, uh, what is it that he wanted to tell us? What is it that he wants us to understand? Um, then in verse 107, um, Krishna's Kaviraj uh, elaborates telling us what is Vyasadeva's specific qualification, he has no faults or doshas uh, in the matter of 
knowledge. Uh, here the technical term is pramana or the source of knowledge. Uh, and so all of us conditioned souls, we all have these four faults, these uh, Brahma, Pramada, Vipralipsa, and Karanapatava. We make mistakes. Uh, we tend to be in illusion, Pramada. Um, then Vipralipsa, we tend to be not completely straightforward. Oops. Um, not at all straightforward or truthful. And karana patava, there is um, a shortcomings in our senses. Uh, our senses are imperfect. Vyasa is not covered by these faults. That's what Mahaprabhu is telling these sannyasis. Um, as the beginning of his explication on Vaishnava Vedanta. <clears throat> and now he's going to explain about how to interpret uh, the, the statements of the Upanishads and the Vedanta Sutra. Vedanta Sutra is... Mm, explanation of the Upanishads. We can say it's a very compact, mm, compressed uh, explanation. What is, what is the message of the Upanishads? There are uh, so many. It's said there are 108 Upanishads. Of these, for the study of Vedanta, there are um, 11 or 13 are usually listed, 10, 11, 13 Upanishads, including um, the Isha Upanishad or Isha Upanishad, which is one of uh, the shortest Upanishads. Um, it's only 18 verses. It also includes the Bri. <coughs> <clears throat> the Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad, uh, which is uh, the longest of the Upanishads, and it's also considered the, the oldest. Um, and then there's the Chandogya, uh, there's the Prashna Upanishad, uh, the um, mm, Shvetashvatara Upanishad, Taitiriya Upanishad, and and so on, Mandukya, and, and so on. Maybe I should get a little water. Hmm. <clears throat> Ah. <clears throat> voice comes back a little bit. Okay, so then in the next two verses, 
in the next two verses. He talks about Shankaracharya because these are all followers of Shankaracharya. And he's putting him into context, so to say. Um, you're all following Shankara, but what does Shankara do? He's giving you an interpretation of the Upanishads by an indirect process, an indirect, by indirect meaning of the words, gona vritti. The word vritti can mean uh, function, and gauna comes from the word guna, and it's uh, uh, it, it means related to quality. It comes to mean something like connotation in English. In English, we have denotation, which means direct meaning, and connotation. What is the what is the sense of something? And the example is given of, one example is give, given from <clears throat> Bhagavad Gita. Hmm. <clears throat> um, is given from Bhagavad Gita. I don't know which verse, oh, sorry. Um, but Krishna addresses Arjuna as tiger amongst men or tiger amongst warriors. <clears throat> so of course, Arjuna is not a tiger. He is not a four-legged animal uh, with uh, claws and so on, and with stripes. He's a human being, but he is compared with a tiger uh, with respect to certain qualities of a tiger. So there's a limitation uh, to that. It, it becomes an analogy. If we were to take it directly, we would say, oh, uh, we would be looking out on the battlefield um, maybe with Sanjaya and looking, where is there a tiger? Let's see, is there some tiger animal out there? No, obviously that's not the meaning. So that's gona vritti. Um, what Mahaprabhu wants to say is that it's not a good idea uh, to interpret uh, these sacred scriptures with Gonavritti, unless it's necessary. And in most cases, it's not necessary. Now, he doesn't say that exactly here, but uh, in the Tattva Sandarbha, we find out that sometimes it's necessary. And so sometimes the Vaishnavas interpret uh, Upanishadic texts using Gonavritti very consciously because to use mukhyavritti doesn't make sense uh, taking into uh, taking into consideration considering all the the totality of what uh, the Vedas are giving. 
Um, well, that's kind of another subject, but here the point is Shankaracharya, he says, is just doing his job, so he is not at fault. One eleven. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, and this is a little difficult to see exactly how his reasoning goes, because what we're getting, what we're getting here is uh, an extreme summary. Uh, what we're getting is not, strictly speaking, an argument uh, with the, how to say, with the precision one would require if one were to um, deal with some learned scholars in Vedanta who are Advaita Vadins. Uh, this would, um, so, so what is Krishnadas Kaviraj doing in writing this? He is not writing for the Mayavadis. He is writing for the devotees. And the devotees are already convinced. So in a sense, he's simply uh, confirming what the devotees, if they don't already know specifically what Mahaprabhu has spoken, um, he is giving them enough to feel satisfied that Mahaprabhu is speaking in a convincing way. Uh, this is my understanding. So in verse 111, uh, he, he says, uh, he's making a identification. He says, Brahman is Bhagavan. Uh, now this is a huge jump because the Upanishads are all talking about Brahman. And there's not very much talk about Bhagavan. And to say that the one by direct interpretation means the other is uh, seems like a bit of a jump. Uh, the explanation for this comes in the Tattva Sandarbha, uh, which is explaining from the Srimad Bhagavatam a very, very, very important verse for our philosophy is in Canto 1, chapter 2, verse 11. Varanti tat tattva vidas tattvam yajjyanam advayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavaniti shabdhyate. It's giving a definition of advaya jnana, of non-dual knowledge as being threefold, Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. And Jiva Goswami elaborates extensively on this one verse in his Shatsandharvas, especially in, well, several verses of uh, Tattva Sandharva and then the Bhagavat Sandharva and the Paramatma Sandharva. Uh, and um, and Krishna Sandarbha. Um, but here he's just making, in a sense, he's jumping right to the conclusion. 
<laughs> he's saying, Brahman is Bhagavan. And what or who is Bhagavan? He is full of opulences. And he is supreme and he is without equal. And that's significant because Brahman, as generally understood in Advaita Vedanta, is not full of opulences, rather has no opulences, has no energies, simply is. Hmm. Um, okay, then, so we're going forward. Uh, verse 112. <clears throat> okay, this is where we left off last time. So I'm going to read uh, the, the Bengali. Tahara vibhuti deha shabachit akar. Chit vibhuti achari tare, uh, tare kohe nirakar. So the two keywords here are chit akar and nirakar. And the word akara uh, can mean form. Um, let's see, I had it in the dictionary. Let's see if I still have it here. Yes, um, akara means form or figure or shape, appearance, um, can also mean an expression of the face. Um, but in any case, the context here is um, it means form. And what sort of form? Conscious form, chit akar. So Bhagavan is chit, he is conscious. And he has form. This is where the, uh, the, the Mayavadis uh, depart because they say, no, Brahman is nirakar. And they will quote from Upanishads to make this point. Uh, and so the question becomes how to interpret and to sort of jump ahead in a way what, um, what Jiva Goswami argues is if you want to understand Upanishads, you need to understand the Vedanta Sutra or Brahma Sutra. And if you want to do that, uh, you need to you need to uh, hear or read or study the Bhagavatam. Why? Because the Bhagavatam is written, compiled by Vyasa, Dvai, Krishna and Vipayana Vyasa, um, who is the same compiler of the Vedanta Sutra. <clears throat> and he's right. He's, he's compiling the Vedanta, sorry, the Srimad Bhagavatam as a commentary on 
the Vedanta Sutra, one of his purposes. And then in 113, he elaborates. Well, I'll read the translation, 112. Everything about the Supreme Personality of Godhead is spiritual, including his body, opulence, and paraphernalia. Mayavada philosophy, however, covering his spiritual opulence, advocates the theory of impersonalism. Um, as I mentioned last time and the time before, I encourage everyone to read also the purports to these verses. Um, and you may have found, if you have in the purport to this verse, in the second paragraph, Prabhupada says, um, Mayavadi philosophers do not know how it is that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is formless. The Supreme Lord does not have a form like ours, but has a spiritual form. Not knowing this, Mayavadi philosophers simply advocate the one-sided view that the Supreme Godhead or Brahman is formless. Nirakara. Now, this is interesting because I think it's, um, I think it helps to, um, as a response to this question that uh, came up, I believe it was Mangala Chandrika was asking, how is it that Mayavada is so dangerous? Uh, if we just hear it, you're finished. One way to understand this is that what is Mayavada in a sense, it's a one-sided truth. It's, or another way we say in English, it's, it's a half of a truth. So a ha we have a saying in English that a half a truth is worse than a lie. So the nirakar, the understanding of formlessness, uh, is true. There is a formless aspect to the Lord called Brahman. And Mayavada is saying that Brahman is the ultimate reality. The ultimate reality is a formless form, a formless. A, f a formless uh, of yaya, which means without division and therefore having no parts. So formless, having no parts, um, having no distinctions, and so nirvishesha, and that's why in Srila Prabhupada's pranam mantra we say nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyadesha Tarine. He is, we offer obeisance unto the Tarin, unto the deliverer uh, of Western Paschatya um, Desha lands, uh, which are Nirvishesha Shunyavadi, 
deshas. They are lands of, uh, of non-distinction and voidism. Non-distinctionism and voidism. <laughs> uh, so the point is, and Prabhupada says it nicely here, they're advocating a one-sided view. And so the Vaishnavas, in one sense, we have no argument with, or we would have no argument with the Mayavadis if they were simply Brahmavadis and they would say the ultimate reality is Brahman and, and that would be the end of the story. But in terms of danger, what I wanted to say is part of the danger is one could, if one feels um, so much strong aversion for the material world that one simply wants to escape, one, one is simply thinking of moksha, mukti, one simply wants to get rid of suffering, one may want to jump out the window, so to say, of the burning house of this material world um, into this oneness. The problem will be that, to take this analogy, if you're jumping out of a upper floor of a house, uh, you will kill yourself in the process. Um, you know, you'll land and smash yourself and, and thus it becomes. And this is then what Prabhupada sometimes calls spiritual death. Now the real, but the, the greater danger, if you like, and this comes up later in the verses, I believe, uh, the greater danger is that one becomes aparadi to the Lord. We become, if we take the Lord as being material, as, uh, as having material form, and therefore something subordinate to Brahman, then uh, we destroy the possibility to engage in bhakti. Because if Krishna is material, then why should I bother? And if, uh, because I'm also, my condition is also material. And what is the difference between myself and Krishna? then we start to see ourselves perhaps as good as Krishna. And then the possibility of relationship where we are subordinate to the Lord becomes lost. And that means the possibility of bhakti is destroyed. So before that happens, Vaishnava Vedanta, and that's what we're getting a little dose of in these discussions of uh, Mahaprabhu. So then he says in, um, he is elaborating in verse 113, Chit anandate hotarastana parivar, tare kohe prakrita shatvera vikar. 
the Supreme Personality of Godhead is full of spiritual potencies. Therefore, his body, name, fame, and entourage are all spiritual, chit ananda. This is a standard term that's used, kind of, kind of technical term. We, we hear of satchit ananda, uh, vigraha. So chit, uh, we sometimes translate as consciousness or knowledge. Uh, and sometimes we can translate simply as spiritual. Um, the Mayavadi philosopher, due to ignorance, Tara Kahe, says, Kahe, <clears throat> that these are all material, these are all merely transformations of the material mode of goodness. <clears throat> Tare uh, kahe prakrita satvir vikar. Vikara means a transformation. Prakrita sattva uh, means material sattva guna. Uh, the Mayavadis say that um, Ishvara, the Lord, is manifest in Maya and uh, is constituted of. Satvaguna. Oh, this is a problem. This is a major problem. Uh, then Mahaprabhu goes back uh, to uh, talk again about Shankaracharya, reassuring his audience. And here I think it's a nice reminder uh, of the the tone in which this discussion is going on. Uh, Mahaprabhu does not want to offend his audience. Uh, he wants to speak truth to them, so he's speaking quite directly. And at the same time, he's, his purpose is not to you know, upset them, make them angry. So he says in verse 14, <clears throat> Tara doshanahi tenho agya karidasho aroje shunetar hoi sarvanasha. Shankaracharya, who is an incarnation of Lord Shiva, is faultless. Why? Because he is a servant carrying out the orders of the Lord. But those who follow his Mayavadi philosophy are doomed. <laughs> they will lose all their advancement in spiritual knowledge. So he could say, you, all of you that I'm speaking to, you're actually doomed. But he's not saying that because he wants to deliver them. Um, and so he's speaking in a, in a general way. People who follow him they will be doomed. In a way, he's saying, you don't have to follow him. Uh, those who do follow him, hoy uh, sarvanash. So he is speaking strongly, uh, but he's, he's, not being, he's not being offensive, certainly, to them. 
Uh, let's let's look at two, three more verses quickly. Okay, one fifteen. Prakrita Koriya Mane Vishnu Kalevar Vishnu Ninda Aranahi Ihar Upar. So to consider Vishnu's body as material, this is, Prabhupada translates, uh, blasphemy. It's an offense. Ninda is the word. Um, Vishnu Ninda. One who considers the transcendental body of Lord Vishnu to be made of material nature is the greatest offender at the lotus feet of the Lord. There is no greater blasphemy against the Supreme Personality of Godhead. <laughs> um, yeah, that's speaking rather strongly. Vishnuninda um, Aronahi, uh, more, more of a Ninda, uh, there is none um, stronger than this. And uh, verse 16. Okay, now we get an, uh, an analogy, which is uh, explaining the relationship between us, the jivas, and the Lord. And you'll all be familiar with this, I'm sure. Ishvare tattva jena jvalita jvalana jivar sharupa jaitya kana the Lord is like a great blazing fire, and the living entities are like small sparks of that fire. So this is an analogy. Analogies are frequently used in Shastra. A lot of analogies are used in the Bhagavatam. Analogies work uh, by taking us from something familiar to something not familiar or less familiar, or something concrete, something abstract. Uh, sometimes uh, analogies that Shastra gives may be a bit strange for us. We're not familiar with what uh, the Shastra uh, wants us to be familiar with. <laughs> and there's going to be one analogy that comes up soon, the touchstone analogy, which I personally am a bit troubled by uh, how, it, how it's meant to work, um, but it, it's uh, something we can discuss later. Then uh, the analogy is meant to, of course, tell about what is common and what is different between the Lord and the jiva. There's something in common. Sparks are like fire. Um, they have the same substance. And sparks are also different. Uh, they, are, they are anu, they are small, whereas the fire is great. Very often Jiva Goswami uses the sun and the sun rays. In the Tattva Sandarbha, he explains, uh, this, is, this analogy uh, points to a method the sort of beginner's method, you could call it the kindergarten method for um, a conditioned soul to understand the nature of the Lord. 
And he elaborates the analogy this way. He says, imagine that someone has uh, lived their entire life in a closed room, uh, never having seen the sun and windows are very well closed. There's absolutely no light coming in. This, by the way, is an analogy uh, similar we find in Plato, uh, Plato's famous cave analogy. Um, but in this case, he says, now imagine that a small pinhole of light is allowed to come through into the window such that the person in the room, uh, of course, will see that little bit of light and it will be very striking uh, that, that the, the nature of that light will be very striking in contrast of, with the darkness. And a person who's familiar with the sun, who lives a normal life, can then explain that um, what you see has the same quality as its source, which is extremely much, much, much brighter than what you see. And I'm not showing you that bright light yet, because if I show you, you will you will be blinded. Um, but he gets an idea. So essentially what the analogy is for is to understand, we can understand uh, the Lord by understanding ourselves. What can we understand about ourselves? First of all, that we are conscious, chit. And so then, uh, it says in verse 117, Jiva tattva shakti, Krishna tattva shakti man, Gita Vishnu Puranadi Tahate Praman. <clears throat> He's going to be introducing a couple of uh, references from Gita and Vishnu Purana. The living entities are energies, not the energetic. The energetic is Krishna. This is very vividly described in the Bhagavad Gita, the Vishnu Purana, and other Vedic literatures. So, Jiva Tattva is a Shakti, Tatasta Shakti of the Lord. <clears throat> and the Lord, Krishna Tattva, described here as Krishna or identified. Again, um, Krishna's Kaviraj, in his description or summary, we might want to say he's making a big jump now to identify Bhagavan as Krishna. Um, again, Jiva Goswami needs, you could say, hundreds of pages uh, to get to that explanation of how Bhagavan is Krishna. Um, but here he's very much summarizing. Krishna Tattva Shaktiman, Krishna, the tattva, the, here we can say tattva means truth uh, or reality, or we can also say category, the category, the ontological category uh, of jiva 
is Shakti, and the ontological category of Krishna is Shakti Man, the possessor of Shakti. Um, well, as I said, you're all familiar with this, but it's good to hear it again. And it's good to hear how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as Krishna's Kaviraj is describing, is giving us this um, very brief summary of Vaishnava Vedanta uh, to, um, he wants to strengthen our faith in uh, the Vaishnava culture, in particular, the practice of bhakti. And so uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is blessing us in this way. Hare Krishna. Um, maybe we can close the shared screen. Uh, I can do that. Okay. Stop share there. Okay. See if any of you are still here. Maybe you all ran away. Oh, you're still there. Ah, you just woke up. No. <laughs> I hope you're finding this interesting. <laughs> Is anybody doing the homework, reading the purports? I think Dira Lalita is reading the purports. And you, you want to say something. You have your hand up. Um. Oh, hi, Krishna Gurmaj. I couldn't unmute myself. Um, yes, Gurmaj, I've been reading um, uh, uh, very much purports. Um, and as I did last time, but somehow I've, I forgot what I read. So I was reading it again. And I've, I came to 114 uh, verse of this chapter. And I, I have a question, if that's okay to ask. Yes. Well, um, when I was reading the 108 verse of this uh, chapter, um, last time um, you spoke from the um, uh, how the Lord instructed um, Shankaracharya to propagate, propagate Mayavada philosophy, but then um, Lord Chaitanya said that if you if you read it and follow it, you're doomed, right? So you you explained it clearly that Shunyavada um uh, teachings of uh, Buddhist teachings um, uh, are ending with nothing which is zero then he explained that Shankaracharya uh, brings the Vedas Vedas back to the Vedas back because Buddhists have negated Vedas before and then mm. Shankaracharya brings the Vedas back by saying that we are all one and now you mentioned that Lord, Lord Chaitanya doesn't blame Shankaracharya because he was following the instructions of, of Krishna. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then these were leading steps to Gaudiya Vaishnava philosophy that preaches the ultimate goal of Vedas is uh, to understand and serve Krishna as a person, which I understand that Krishna is one, uh, the supreme and we are one 
to serve him, so that makes it two. That's, that's, that's my personal understanding. So my question is, it's a question is very speculative, so I, I apologize in advance very much, really. Um, but it sort of came naturally from the heart. Could, could, could have that been um, a test of the Lord for those people, humans, who really want to know him, um, a test in order to um, go for one of these streams. It's either Buddha, Buddhism or it's a, it's a Mayavada or it's the um, God of philosophy. Or um, was, was the Lord giving varieties of philosophies to people to fulfill their desires and then to pursue different paths in this lifetime, uh, giving them a choice to continue living in this world without the Lord <laughs> or to change their minds and realize that we all belong to Krishna and then that we are supposed to pursue the uh, Krishnalist philosophy, meaning going to connect to the Lord, going back to God. Um, <clears throat> not completely sure I'm getting your question, but let me just, because the time is short. Um, I think we can say like this, uh, the Lord always has multi-purposes multi whenever he's making arrangements. He's always accomplishing more, thing, more things than one. And so here's certainly also the case. He's sending, in our Vaishnava understanding, he's sending Shankaracharya to move people away from Buddhism toward to get back into the shelter of the Veda. So that's like, you know, it's going to be a big jump to go from zero to two. So let's go from zero to one first. Um, and, and so it's a, a kind of, in that sense, you can say a therapeutic uh, step, a therapeutic process. But also, and I think you were saying this, there are those who want to stay in the material world. Here's a nice way to do it. Um, be in the shelter of the Veda and may, maybe do Panchopasana worship, uh, become a smart uh, Many followers of Shankara are smartas, uh, following a smarta tradition. And um, yeah, sort of be happy in this world and eventually, and you can hope to eventually merge with Brahman if that's what you think is the desirable thing. <laughs> um, and it's also... Uh, the Lord's way of covering intentionally because devotional service is a rare thing and he wants to keep it rare, apparently. Uh, it's, it's, it's strange because manushya nam sahasrish kaschit yatati you know, out of thousands, one will become a pursue spiritual life out of thousands of those, one will know me. And we want to ask, well, can't Krishna change um, the statistics, the probabilities, so that more people can know him? Doesn't seem that he wants to. 
Um, and so there is a hiddenness, a secretness. Uh, and Shankaracharya, we understand, is serving that purpose also. And that way he's serving a purpose which is similar to that of Maya Devi, whose function is to cover uh, the conditioned souls who have turned away from the Lord. Uh, she covers them. This is also discussed in Tattva Sandarva. Um, to put them in a position of um, of suffering, of fear in particular. They're put in a position of fear and fear is a very good position as a starting point to begin spiritual life. Wow. <laughs> it's a good initial motivator. <clears throat> yeah. um, and so, um, so Maya Devi has that service. Uh, Shankaracharya has a somewhat related service. That's my understanding. Thank you so much very much. Okay. So, all right, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's that time again when I will say thank you all very much indeed. And uh, a little message, Rasodadi Hari, if you're there, maybe I can call you or you can call me in about half an hour. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, yes. And, oh, Olia, thank you, Olia, for the t-shirts. <laughs> She's an expert seamstress. <clears throat> yes. And uh, Madai Jivan was very happy also. Okay. So I wish you all a very nice remainder of this May 1st and a very nice month of May. Uh, I wish you all to keep well, keep safe. Please keep praying for... His Grace Pankajangri Prabhu, who is now back in Mayapur, but still in very critical condition. Um, and for all the devotees, there's so many devotees in Mayapur who are sick now. Uh, and yes, may the Lord uh, Deliver us from this evil, as they would say in the Christian tradition. <laughs> okay, thank you all. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Mm. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.